Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy Cup. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I want to scream up from the rooftops that period freedom is a real thing. It is possible, I'm telling you, to be on your period and not have to think about it. And the Bloody Buddy Cup will make that possible, I promise you. I used it for years before I even started doing these ads. And I've told my friends about them and I've brought them to every favorite things party or anytime I have a recommendation for someone. It's a menstrual cup and it's a specific menstrual cup. Not only are they in cute little fun colors and they just seem to like open easier than other menstrual cups that I've tried. And there's like a nice like inner rim on the inside that I think is really helpful. And they also have a lot of great educational content online that will help guide you through the process if a menstrual cup is a new thing for you. But I'm just telling you, it is truly life-changing to be on your period and not have to think about it. For me personally, I've been blessed with like some pretty easy periods like cramping wise and stuff. So now that like this part of it is taken care of, I just put the cup in in the morning and then I have 12 hours of period freedom where I don't like I truly don't have to think about it. And then when I go to bed at night, handle my business, put the cup back in and then I'm good to go throughout the night. No leaks. Everything is great. If you feel like this is like a little bit too intimate and too personal to be talking on a podcast about, I'm I'm telling you that I'm willing to risk sounding a little awkward and talking about this. Have helped somebody else out. And if it will convince you to get menstrual cup. And again, specifically this menstrual cup, because not only do I have like a fun promo code, but I really do think that this is the best one that I tried. Anyway, if you would like to try a Bloody Buddy Cup, go to bloodybuddycup.com and use the promo code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's bloodybuddycup.com and you can use the promo code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. And enjoy that period freedom. It is so sweet. Anyway, we'll go on with the show now. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. I'm so excited for this episode. I, I was about to say I'm so excited to be here today, but does that sound like a normal thing to say like when you're sitting in your own closet recording a podcast like by yourself like I'm so excited to be here I am so excited for today's episode especially because Ashley Rose Reeves came on and generously gave of her time to come have a good Kardashian confessional chat I don't think I, I wanted alliteration there but like I wanted to change everything to a C but like the C in chat doesn't really make like the K sound. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Anyway, Ashley is here today and I'm so excited. Um, and I'll get to that interview, interview discussion with her later on in the episode. But there were just a few quick things happening in the pop culture world that I wanted to quickly discuss with all of you. Number one being Britney Spears did get married. And I don't want to like dive too deep into it because my impression of all of the news that was coming out from this wedding was, can't this woman just have a moment of peace? And I'm typically not somebody who's like, come on, like celebrities' lives are private. Like, I mean, I am to an extent, but for the most part, I feel like most celebrity information that we know is because somebody involved has like let us know. Um... If you, like, think that that statement is kind of weird, just think about, like, what was the last thing you ever heard about, um, like, Reese Witherspoon's life, like, her actual life? Or let's just, like, pick, like, another, like, very well-known A-list celebrity. Like, let's think, like, Chris Evans. 
right? A-list celebrity, really, really popular. And me being like somebody who's very into celebrities, I couldn't tell you who he's dating or who he's being seen with or anything because he's kind of figured out like the private life situation. So normally when celebrity information comes out, I'm like, uh, I don't care about their privacy that much. But when it comes to Britney, even things that she lets us in on, I always am just like a little apprehensive because I don't feel um, like the decisions are like that well informed to put it delicately I don't know like clearly like fame has not played a good role in her life but there is an aspect of it like where she has her freedom she wants to control her own narrative but like really what I want for her is just like privacy but anyway there was some news that came out of the wedding number one being her ex-husband of I think the marriage time was 46 hours um Jason Alexander crashed the wedding live streamed it on Instagram. He told security, Brittany invited me. She's going to be my one and only wife in my life. And it seemed like he was very unwell. But then also like, you know, Brittany conspiracy theorists and like the house and habit account and stuff are kind of team Jason. I think everybody's unanimously like, hey, don't crash somebody's wedding. That's insane. Don't do that. But there is kind of like a... Jason Alexander was in the right. He knows something that we all don't know. Um, and he was like trying to say Britney Hive out there. So if that's something that you would like to d- dive into, I'm telling you here that that information is online. So if you would like to get into a new conspiracy, if uh, now that the Johnny Depp trial is over, you need like some like new conspiracy digging, that information is out there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> have fun with it. <laughs> Have fun with it. That sounds condescending. I don't mean to sound rude. Anyway. um, But also the wedding looked really great. Looked really fun. Um, Selena Gomez was there. Fun fact about Britney Spears and Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez has like a few songs on her albums that were written by Britney Spears. Which is really abnormal because Britney Spears like normally doesn't get writing credits on like her own songs. But Britney Spears has been like a writer for Selena. But also, like, there were a couple random people there. Drew Barrymore was there, which she's, like, one of my favorite celebrities of all time, but I didn't really know that they had a connection, but love that she was there. Um, Donatella Versace, she was there. She designed the gown. Madonna, she was there. She made everybody sing together. Paris Hilton was there. That was great to see. I was hoping for a Lindsay Lohan sighting, but, I mean, we can't we can't always get what we want, and I, and I understand that. Um, also, Ansel Elgort was there which seems extremely random. I don't really know what their connection possibly could be, but that's a thing. He was there. And it was funny because like the next day he was seen at the Governor's Ball Music Festival in New York. And he was just like kind of like in the general admission area. So that's something interesting too. I wish I had talked to Ashley actually about the Britney wedding too, because I know that she has so many thoughts about it. And I think that she posted them on her page. I wonder if she made them a highlight because she's doing like some cute, um, like pop culture one slide things like to kind of like get you in the know. Anyway, I wish I had talked to her about Britney. Dang it. Dang it. But anyway, it's kind of a subject I don't love to dwell on too long. But anyway, quick Amber Heard and Johnny Depp news if we're not all too tired of hearing about it yet. Amber Heard 
first Johnny Depp's team has been like making the rounds and like doing interviews and everything, kind of taking their victory lap as they should. I mean, like whatever side of the case you're on, you have to like kind of give it up for the legal team, right? Um, which also like brings me to something I want to say. I keep seeing like people making fun of Amber Heard saying that she had like court appointed attorneys or like her attorneys didn't really know what they were doing. I think A, she had a really bad case, but B, you have to remember Elon Musk was freaking paying for her attorneys. So she wasn't getting like billboard, like budget lawyers. Like these are attorneys that like Elon Musk's money can buy. So, so whenever you see people saying that, just keep, keep that in mind. Anyway, Amber Heard is now on the interview circuit. And interesting fact about all her interviews is that people think that this could potentially get her in like more like legal hot water because she's kind of doubling down on the claims that she made that are now like by a jury, you know, on record defamatory claims. Like in her interview, I'll read it in a second, but in her interview, she kind of like doubles down on all her claims from before. And now some legal experts are coming out and saying like, uh, wouldn't do that if I were you because this is what got you in hot water in the first place. And that could be bad you know, long term, and you could end up in the same situation again. I highly, highly, highly doubt that Johnny Depp would ever take her to court ever again. But you know, you know. Okay, and I'm now going to read a couple of the things that she said in the interview. Um, She first talked about the jury. um, And she says, I don't blame them. I actually understand. He's a beloved character and people feel like they know him. He's a fantastic actor. Um, and then she talks about how she doesn't think that there was a fair representation of her trial or of her as a person on social media. Um, she says, I don't care what one thinks about me or the judgments that you might want to make about what happened in the privacy of my own home, in my marriage and behind closed doors. Um, I don't presume that the average person should know these things. And I, and so I don't take it personally But even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and say that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think that this has been fair, she reiterates. Anyway, but my official advice, I think, is going to be, Amber, like, it's probably best for you to just kind of, like, lay low somewhere I don't think like anything that she says is going to like really come off well I know that she has like kind of garnered a lot of support in the last couple weeks but um I think she's also like very flustered by what happened and a lot of the things that she's saying really just like isn't really coming off right I think that she should go like I think her happiness probably lies somewhere not in America I think she's very beautiful And it's very clear that she's, like, very charming and, like, men fall in love with her very easily. And maybe this isn't, like, a feminist take or whatever. But I think somewhere that's not America, probably somewhere that's not English speaking, to be honest, they're going to they're going to know about her um, if they speak English. But just find someone rich and just, like, be a, a good person, try your level best, fall in love. And then just kind of like live out that way. All these like rumors and stuff coming out now saying that she wants to sign to like the same public speaking um, 
thing that like Meghan Markle is signed to. Oops, sorry guys, unprofessional. My phone is ringing. Anyway, there's all these reports saying that like she wants to like be a public speaker and she like wants to be like a paid speaker and all this stuff. I just don't think that's going to end well for her because when she does try to make a point, this is kind of how it sounds. Um, this is what I'm about to play right now is a real clip from this interview that I'm talking about. Um, and it's just, you know, like not, it's not, uh, making sense, you know, and she thinks that she's making these big points, but really it, it doesn't make sense. Here we go. Closing arguments, the depth lawyer said, called your testimony, the performance of a lifetime and said you were acting. What do you say to that? Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. I mean, guys, I'm not super pro, like, pro Johnny, pro Amber. I'm kind of like in that boat where I'm like, uh, they're both very harmful to each other in different ways. And I couldn't think of a more toxic pairing and hopefully they're happier apart. But that clip, I can't get over it. I cannot get over it. And I think I'm going to quote it all the time. Um, if I could find it within myself to like find like the right context, but I won't get over her being like, says the lawyer that is representing the man who convinced the world he has scissors for fingers. I mean, I don't think a single person over the age of probably six ever saw Edward Scissorhands and was like, yep, documentary, documentary. That is a real thing. Um, so it, it's just kind of like it's becoming more and more apparent that not only did she not win the trial, but like she's not going to win like in the court of public opinion, probably. And like, yes, I'm sure she would find speaking engagements and stuff because there is like a, a hive out there of people that are very pro Amber. But I think and again, not the most feminist take of mine. I'm sure she has value outside of her body wits and charm but like if I were her probably what I would do is you know flee I would flee probably and go find a happiness elsewhere um but anyway wishing them all the best wishing them all the best um and now I'm going to get into the discussion with Ashley I'm so excited we talked all things Kardashian she is a Kardashian enthusiast and it's always nice to talk to like a kindred soul like that um but quick, like I just wanted to preface, I, I have two quick things I want to say about the interview. Number one, um, we had like some weird connection issues sometimes. So if like some of the things seem like a little like jump cutty, um, I promise I'm not like Franken biting words together to like make like new sentences. It's just how things had to be edited. Um, but I'm trusting that all of you guys will be able to figure it out. So hopefully it doesn't sound too jumbled. And number two, I listened to the discussion back and I heard myself say something that like really made me cringe and I feel like it didn't come out right. Um, and it didn't come out right because I didn't say the proper words. That's why. And I hope that this doesn't sound like too pandering and I don't mean it to be like pandering or like super politically correct or anything. But I just want to say that there's like a portion of the interview or of the discussion where um, we're talking about like beauty standards and stuff. And like I'm kind of talking about how the Kardashian women set standards and set 
trends and stuff for a lot of the things that we all do now or are very popular to do now, you know? And I said the words, everyone wants big lips because of Kylie Jenner. Everybody wants BBLs because of Kim Kardashian. And I said a couple things like that. And I really don't think that that's fair to say because that's like a little too generalizing because like the fact of the matter is that their style and their um, a lot of the things that they've adopted for themselves have been appropriated from, um, you know, black culture. So again, I hope that that doesn't sound like too pandering, but it, I, I don't think that my words sounded that nice when I was talking later. So this is a caveat. I don't even know if people will listen to this part. I'm not trying to like win like PC points. I just wanted to like correct my misspeaking before it even happens. So anyway, enjoy the show. Thank you for coming and we will see you later. Okay, bye. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited and feeling very grateful, very, um, very hashtag blessed to have <laughs> Ashley Rose Reeves on here today. Um, hello. I, hello. This is so fun <laughs> because I feel like very rarely do you find somebody that kind of is on the pop culture, like the same pop culture wavelength as you are. <laughs> and we were on a work retreat together a couple of weeks ago for Bloody Buddy Cup. And it was during the Johnny Depp trial. And when we first like got talking to each other, I was like, okay, this is good. She definitely yeah. like, all right, Ashley like definitely knows about like celebrities and stuff. I'm like not going to freak her out and I don't need to hold back like how enthusiastic <laughs> I feel. So I only appreciate it even more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited, especially because of the subject matter that we're going to talk about. Ashley <laughs> is a big pro Kardashian woman. And I don't think I so am. much in like, like when you are pro Kardashian, are you admiring like their work ethic or like you want to be their friend or what is it? I mean, all of the above. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I could like go hang out with them at lunch and it would be super fun. Um, and I do really admire their work ethic. And I also, um, you know, I see, I'm like not blind to some of the problems, um, and ways they trigger a lot of people. Like I see some of the things they do wrong that I don't think are, you know, great or helpful, but I do feel like they are people who've made mistakes who aren't perfect, but I also kind of like turn into this like mom of them, like, not a Chris Jenner type of mom, but the kind of mom where I'm like, oh, they just need to like know their value isn't only the way they look and that they're actually very smart women and that they do, they build incredible businesses. And I don't know, I've just followed them for so long and it's been cool to watch them grow families and have babies and still do businesses and still do social media. And I joke, but I'm like, I think I have more in common with the Kardashians than I do with like the neighbors on my street. Cause I try to juggle all of it is really hard. Obviously yes. they're doing it at a massive level, but like, I, I really do find myself like watching the show and being like, yep, yeah, it is really hard figuring out what to share, what not to share and how to protect your kids and how to balance it all and stuff. So I, you know, I find myself feeling like I have a lot in common with them minus like, you know, lifestyles, the rich and the famous vibes, but just like the day, the day to day. Well, and I feel like they're so family oriented and stuff. Yes. I don't know. I think like the quickest way to like get me heated is to open mm -hmm. up a sentence by being like Kim Kardashian is only famous because of her sex tape or oh like, oh, or like they're talentless or whatever. Yes. Like that is the quickest way to like kind of rile me up and like get my heart racing. 
Yeah. No, I just, I'm like a lot of people have made sex tapes. A lot of people have had famous parents. They don't build what these girls have built. And you know, it's like, they kind of are the original influencers before it was even a thing. Like, yeah, they weren't singers and actresses, but their lives were so interesting that people wanted to follow and see more. And because of that, they learned them and learned their lives and their families and their kids' names. And then they became interested in the kind of products they use. And then they built these awesome businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I think they really, you know, it used to be this like dog on them thing, like, oh, they're famous for not for like being famous and like for doing nothing. No, it's like really fascinating what they've built without being a singer and an actress. And I think the way culture entirely is going, I just think the Kardashians led the way. Um, but I think even like teenagers today are more interested in people they follow on social media, like on the influencers that they're, um, vibing with instead of like someone in a TV show. I just think Mm -hmm. it's not the same. And to take it one step deeper, I think it's actually healthier to, like, you know, when I was a teenager, everyone like loved Britney Spears or Jennifer Aniston type of vibes, but you're, what you're seeing is like a, a role they're playing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with some of these influencers, you're just seeing their lives. And so, I don't know, I just, I think it's interesting. And I think, um, it's going this way more that people are more interested in like the lives people lead and not just like the roles they play. 100%. I feel like I'm really loving this new Hulu show because it's showing like even more in depth than like the Kardashian, like on E! show did like literally how hard they work and like how everything like is calculated and a, um, how everything is just kind of thought out because they are a business and like, they do have to work hard and they have to, everything is kind of like brand conscious or whatever. But also, like, they are, like, such, like, a tight-knit family where I feel like everybody can kind of, like, find themselves, like, in the group. Like, oh, I'm a Chloe. I'm a whatever. I'm a Kim. Oh, totally. But, and, and I, I mean, grew up with five sisters, too. So I feel like that camaraderie, too, when I watch that in the show, like, I love their relationships and with their family because I feel that same way about my sisters. So, you know, it's yeah, there's lots of things that people can attach to. 100%. And, like again, as you mentioned earlier, like they're not without fault and they Mm -hmm. have done a lot of messed up things. I believe that they do take more accountability than, than other people. I do believe, obviously they were like, you know, born on third plate as far as like privilege and stuff goes. Like they, they had a lot of help along the way, you know, and their lifestyle and everything isn't attainable for Mm -hmm. anyone. But I feel like that's okay. And our culture anyway, supports celebrity. So like, if it wasn't them, it would be somebody else. So when people like funnel all their celebrity anger over to the Kardashians, I'm kind of like, well, like if it wasn't them, it'd be somebody else. And, and I I just go back to like, it also just feels like, like the attack on women kind of, I'm like, they're very successful. If there was like a group of men that were doing this kind of thing, like we just wouldn't attack them. Like we, there's just, it's just like, open game for attacking women. And I feel 100%. like they get the brunt of that. Like you can't, there's no right way to do it. And, you know, I think in my opinion, like the stuff that people get upset with them for, it is totally valid um, because they are people and they're putting their whole lives out there. And I think if we saw any of the celebrities that like we were raised with growing up, if we saw their whole lives and what they're doing 
there would be a lot more frustration too. But like I said, social media just opens the gambit for way much for way more. And we only knew small portions mm-hmm. of lives before. So yeah, but like, and I also just think that like, you know, I run a body positive Instagram and I think that there is also it's, they also make me sad in a way in that, like, I do think that they are kind of blind to like their, their own talent because they're being told all the time by people like, Oh, you're, you know, you have to look this way. Like I feel exhausted too watching them because I'm like, how exhausting would it be to just be chasing this like youth beauty, sex appeal constantly. Mm -hmm. And I think they're even wrapped up in their own what they hear from other people that that's all they have to give to the world. And I'm kind of like, no, I think you guys are really pretty and that's great, but you're also really smart and you're great moms and your sister vibe is fun. And like, so it's, it's just interesting. Cause I feel like I go either way. Like I start to be like, oh, you guys, I promise you don't need to be naked all the time. Like to have value as a human, you know, but I think they're I, deep in cold and like pop culture. And like, that's also kind of what they believe their value is too. Yeah. I, my favorite version of a Kardashian is always a pregnant Kardashian. Like oh, I yeah. love the freedom that like you could tell that they feel and like, and they'll talk about it too. Like Kim flies to Paris for beignets when she's pregnant, just because like, this is her only time where they've like really given themselves like the permission to, to yes. just kind of like be free and like not worry about their bodies as much and stuff. Same with Kylie, same with all of them. Like I love a, a pregnant Kardashian is my favorite Kardashian 100% oh that's because yes, it's like we get all of the the fun and like all of their charm and you could tell like there's kind of like this like light air about them and of course like their body is their jobs in kind of like a different way than like it most is, yeah. people so I so I understand their pressure and I understand um I understand why they put you know put all the uh, I was about to say all the weight on them but that's not what I meant like all the all the pressures and stuff up in the world. Wait, not in that way. Yeah. Um, to like look a certain kind of way. And also like they are the beauty standard. So yeah, like whether people like it or not or whatever, like lip injections and everything happened kind of because of Kylie and like overdrawn yeah. lips happened kind of because of Kylie and like BBLs happened kind of because of Kim. And yep. that's just kind of like the fact. And they're a business. So all of the work that they put into their body turns into dollars later as they set the beauty standard like it's yeah, so weird totally. because they're not as much like chasing a look as they're like chasing and then creating a look which I think is like yeah. always super interesting yeah it is and on the flip if side anybody like, who is like men in Hollywood I'm like yeah Tom Cruise and Top Gun just came out and he absolutely had work done but that isn't going to be what the movie's about you know what I mm-hmm. mean So it's like, I understand for his work and for like relevance in the industry, he also had to make himself look younger, but he's not attacked for it. And like, they are Mm -hmm. (laughs) so kind of like this double standard that I see so often. And I'm like, they are just like the punching bags for like anything like that. But yeah, it is their job and it is their businesses. And it's just, and while I believe they do have, you know, a lot to offer, it is just, that is what they, that is their businesses right now. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty interesting 100%. So I'm glad that I got Ashley to be on the pod today because this morning woke up, looked at my phone. There's new Kardashian news. Kim, (laughs) we're we're talking about that dang dress again. The Mm -hmm. dress that Kim Kardashian wore to the Met Gala with Pete. It was the old Marilyn Monroe dress where she sung like happy birthday, Mr. President in it. It was the Bob Mackie designed dress. And then everybody got all angry that she was wearing it. 
which first of all, like, I am a student of pop culture. Like, I, I know all about celebrities. Like, I haven't really done, like, that many, like, Marilyn deep dives. But, like, I know enough. And, of course, I know the cultural Uh reference of her singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, or whatever. But, like, if you would have told me to pick that dress out of a lineup, as, like, a pop culture, like, celebrity, like, don't want to say expert, but somebody who's very invested. Connoisseur. Yeah, a connoisseur, (laughs) if you will, with a K, since it's a Kardashian episode. I would not be able to pick that dress out of the lineup. So yeah. all these people coming out of the woodwork crying, the dress, the dress. Oh yeah, no, I just, I do think it's, a, it is a really cool dress. And I thought it was a beautiful Met Gala number. I mm-hmm. thought it was awesome. And so I'm just like, why are they stressed about it being ruined a little bit? Cause I feel like it got like a second breath of life into it. And so now they can be like, oh, is this and Kim Kardashian wore it. But yes. I don't know. I just- I'm, I'm like, it feels like something they could easily fix. And she also, I'm sure you saw that like, she didn't even wear it into the party. She wore it to walk the red carpet because it didn't fit like on her butt. Mm-hmm. And so she wore like a fur to cover it. And then she changed into, she changed into a replica for the party inside. And so I think that it's just, it's interesting. I'm like, she walked on a red carpet. Of course, if it's going to have a little damage, how many, like, is it 50 years old? How old is yeah. the dress? Had to be way older than that. I keep thinking well, so I it was one in the sixties year 2000. So <laughs> it was one of the sixties. So that's however long ago away. Yeah. So like 60 years ago. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm like, of course fabrics and stuff aren't going to hold up. I do not think it's Kim's fault. I think that they let her wear it. There was, it's obvious there's going to be some kind of damage to it when you wear something that old, but yes. Yeah, so <laughs> like this, this morning it came out where like there was damage and like it was missing some rhinestones and like next to the zipper like the fabric was pulled a little bit but like also I love how people are acting like this was like a national treasure dress and it was being like kept in the Smithsonian and like all the stuff it was at a freaking Ripley's believe it or not museum down in Orlando that's how precious (laughs) this dress was but like you could go to Disney World and you could go see the dress like the next day that's that's the situation for the dress yeah I so of course it's just you know another reason for people to hate on Kim but I'm just so over like I was reading tweets and stuff about it this morning where they're like I'm gonna need a one million dollar donation from Kim for fashion fashion archival foundations blah 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 I'm like this is not Kim's problem and no, obviously they like, shouldn't have let her wear it. There had to be an assumption that some kind of damage could occur. Yeah. They shouldn't have and, let her wear it if they cared that much. And like, and really how long, maybe this is a little like glib of me, but of course, Marilyn Monroe is an icon, very beloved. That new movie about Marilyn Monroe with Ana de Armas is going to come out in September. Mm-hmm. But really, I don't know, not to disrespect the dead or anything, but like, how long do they want to preserve this dress for? Yeah. <laughs> so like, maybe probably in like, well, like in 30 years, will 30 year olds like really have a connection to Marilyn Monroe? Like a newborn baby today in 30 years, are they going to yeah. have any connection to her? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Just, yeah. I would assume not, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting yeah. for sure. That's why I feel like it's kind of cool. The dress got this like second chance, like this, like second cool thing about it. And there would be some damage assumed. So it's kind of crazy. 
Like I always love to compare celebrity. Like one of my favorite questions is like, okay, think about like Paris Hilton or Britney Spears at like the height of their fame in like 2007, right? Mm -hmm. Think about them. And then like Kim Kardashian at the height of her fame, who do you think was like more well-known Kim Kardashian at her height or like Paris Hilton or Britney Spears at their height? I mean, I do think, I don't know, probably I feel like everyone knows Kim Kardashian. I don't think Mm -hmm. Paris Hilton is anywhere near where Britney and Kim Kardashian are, but I do think Kim Kardashian, more people are interested in her life than they are in Britney Spears for sure. True. Even like at like Britney Spears, like at like the height, like Britney shaving her head and like doing all that stuff. Like every move was being watched. Who was more famous, like Britney or Kim. And I would love like some kind of, I mean, there's no way to like quantifiably measure fame, but I would love to find out like at her height was Marilyn Monroe or Kim Kardashian, like more well-known in the world. Cause I feel like anybody else wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress, if, if the problem is Marilyn's fame and the respect we have for fame, it should have, um, I feel like Kim is like the only person that could wear it. If it was like on yeah. Gigi Hadid or something, I'm like, get that dress off. Like even I'd be yeah, like, no, it would have had, yeah, it has to be someone like iconic too. So yeah, I think Kim was the perfect person to wear it. 100%. And then that brings me to our next, um, our next like little Kardashian topic. So have you been watching the Hulu show? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. I really, really am loving it. I love that. Like, unlike the E show, I feel like the E show was so like over edited and then like they would put in all these like random skits like pranks and stuff and like those were fun yeah. every once in a while but like we didn't get the meat we were just getting like an inside look to news that happened like six months ago for the hulu yes. show i feel like they have a faster turnaround time and it's all really nice but this uh latest episode was the tristan episode where in oh the, the final five minutes the news breaks about tristan fathering another child and cheating on Chloe once again. Once again. Yeah. I was like, I, so the new one comes out on Thursday and I'm just like, of course they dangle it. Like with five minutes left, they bring it up before the next thing launches. I just like, I cannot, I cannot with him. I just don't understand what cheating on Chloe Kardashian. Yeah. He has to be like a sex addict and an idiot. Like, I don't think, cause I actually do think he like wants Chloe to be like his wife. I think that's what he wants mm-hmm. for his like, family. But I think he has this like side of him that some like, I don't know, kinky situation that he has to like get out. But I'm like, he just, I don't understand why he keeps trying to get her back. And then he just blows it with these encounters. And there's probably way more that we don't know about too, 100%. you know, percent. I'm like, you're literally dating one of the most famous women in the world. And in a time where literally nothing is hidden or private and you think you're going to get away with it. Like I am like one of the mothers of your children and like the person that like you're in an invested relationship, like you're in like a, a family unit with this woman. Yes. And then like, you're stepping out on her. I, I only just realized that he, like when I was watching the episode, realize like the seven-year age gap between them not excusing their his behavior or anything yeah but like when they were talking about his 30th birthday I was like oh my gosh Chloe is 37 and he's 30 yeah norm isn't like a huge difference but there seems to be a big maturity difference in like what Chloe wants absolutely 
and what he's been wanting. And so they were, they probably got together when he was what, 25? Yeah. How old is True? Yeah, True is like. True is like four, probably four or five. Yeah, so they probably got together when he was 25. And then Chloe not only was like 32 at that point, but also has been like a businesswoman and like a woman of the world for so long and probably gained so much maturity. Again, not excusing him. Yeah. But always it seems like, like very rarely do I ever like love the men that the Kardashians pick. Yeah. Like I'm really, I'm really into Kim and Pete. Really love Travis. Before Lamar, like, you know, kind of, dealt with all his issues I really really loved Lamar and Chloe like I thought that they were really good I thought they were gonna go the long haul I really did that was a heartbreaker (laughs) yeah yeah the men of the Kardashians are so interesting because they you know I feel like all of them are unaware even with like Scott Mm -hmm. I think Scott was I'm sorry. My words are not coming to me, but basically here's, I think about Ben of the Kardashians. I think that they get put in a strange spot because they're thrown into these like crazy lives where all these eyes are on them and also a very female dominated family. And I grew up in a female dominated family. I had six sisters and one brother and our family, my parents would always just say like, whatever you guys, you know, do like majority rules, like what you're going to watch on TV, what we do majority rules, like the girls always won. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've often forget there's a Kardashian brother too (laughs) with Rob. And I'm like, I just think the men of the family, the women are very strong, which is awesome. But I think the men must not be secure enough in who they are and what they have going for them because they do these really destructive things to their families and to their relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, cause Scott also had an affair allegedly. And I think that like, they don't, they don't feel secure enough or something in their own situation. So they do things that I don't think a normal person would do, but I think they're putting these intense. And I also think they get a lot of attention. Probably they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So maybe like they have a hard time resisting it. Like, I don't know, but it is really bizarre. I also don't really like anyone they've picked. I do like Pete. He grew on me at first. I was like, what is actually happening? But they also have a huge age gap. I think she's like 12 years older than him. Yeah, I think Pete is like, I think he's like my age. Like, I think he's 27. And then, yeah, like Kim turned 40. Also, like, I don't know. I really, really love Pete. And I'm like a huge Saturday Night Live fan. So I've like been on the Pete Davidson, Davidson train for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I did not believe it. I went back and I re-listened to my episode when they were like first spotted at Knott's Berry Farm. I was like, this is so funny. Obviously, this isn't real. Obviously, like they're not actually getting together, but like how fun that they're like playing along for these pictures and stuff. And now I'm like, please stay together forever and get married, please. Like, please. Yeah, she just she does look very happy. And like and Pete has gone through so much. So I feel like he, even though like he's younger, he has like the emotional maturity and stuff where like maybe they're a little bit more like evenly matched. I don't know. But I've always wondered, yeah. it's kind of like a chicken or, or the egg situation. Like, yeah. is the Kardashian men, like, are their pickers just off? Like, do they just pick bad men that, like, cheat on them and stuff? Or is it kind of like the world and, like, kind of the, um, like, the fallings and the ills of fame? You know, like, is it yeah. kind of like a a consequence of like being at these like high levels and stuff and like having these women like throw themselves at you all the time again not excuse excusing bad behavior but like yeah 
if they were just like, I don't know. Because you can't even picture the Kardashians in like a normal setting because they are. They live they different lives. Same. I know it yeah. sounds, I know this is like the lowest bar of measuring, but like, if you look at all of their Instagram accounts, they each follow like a hundred people. Their circles are so small and so tight. And I feel like you would have to, if you're operating at that level, like who you trust and half of their circles are people they're related to, right? Like mm-hmm. they're each other and their spouses or boyfriends or whatever. And so I think that the men get sucked into this like circle and absolutely no excuse for their behavior because like they're adults and whatever. And I also think it's insane considering like the, not, not even like work opportunity, but they do have beautiful families with these beautiful, successful women. And I'm like, what are you looking for? Like, I don't understand Mm -hmm. what you're out there. So I just feel like there's something about them that I'm like, I don't know what it is. And, you know, I don't, I don't think Kanye had an affair. Um, so I think his is more like a mental health issue, Mm -hmm. um, and just an incompatibility, but all these other men, I'm like Scott and trap, uh, uh, what's his name? Travis uh, Lamar. Like Lamar. all these guys that are having the affairs and Tristan, I'm like, what are they, what are they doing? So I don't know, but it's so interesting because you have, that's why this family is so fascinating. You have these women, you have these sisters and the men they date also have crazy dramatic lives. Like mm-hmm. with ever, like there's so much going on in that family. It's like, they are, <laughs> you you will never be bored with that family. There's so much yes. news going on. There's always a Kardashian in the news. And I think okay, it's I funny. Kim Kardashian is 13 years older than Pete Davidson. 13 years older. Isn't that, that is crazy. That is a significant time jump or not time jump, like jump in age. But also, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't bat an eye too much if like if it was reversed and if it was, you know, like a yeah, man. Totally. Like, I mean, I would still be like, oh, wow. But um, 13 years isn't like that. I mean, it is, but also like, I feel like Pete has gone through so much. Like he's gone through like an engagement. He lost his dad in 9-11. He like, he's like lived a lot of life, you know? I don't know. And he seems like serious, serious about them. He does. I think he seems good for her. And I like that they like go hang out in Staten Island. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) like- well because like at the end of the day all kim wants is you know like a good family life and like yeah. with the kanye thing like she always said like as long as it works for my kids it works for me like as long as it works for my kids i'm gonna make it work and yeah. then clearly like something just wasn't okay Fan- like it was like their family unit wasn't surviving you know so then she yeah. had to stop it so i just want i just want the world for her i just want her to be happy oh she deserves it right all of them do. And do you love Courtney and Travis other than like the licking? I love them other than okay. the licking. The licking is a lot for me. And I do like, I do really like them together. I think they're like a cute couple. I think it's fun um, to see her happy because she's just so traumatized from like her mm-hmm. relationship with Scott. And I think we really don't even know the half of it with what went down with her and Scott. Cause there's so many episodes where they allude to stuff we just don't understand. And we don't know. And I think, um, it's crazy. Cause in most situations, I can't think of a single friend I know, or like, if it was a sister of mine, if their husband had an affair, which we pretty much, know, he did, um, that we would be encouraging them to go back. Like I just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. Cause like everyone, 
in her family was like, oh, you'll end up with Scott again. And a lot of people online were encouraging them to get back together. And I love that she was just like, no, like, I don't care what anyone says. I am not happy there. And I feel like you can literally see a shift in her energy and in her happiness from like being in a really damaging, harmful, um, relationship with all the addictions he suffered with alcoholism and all that stuff. And to be able to just be with someone that it just is easy. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're acting like prepubescent 14 year olds, but like the way they behave with each other is so funny, but I do think she's happy and I'm happy for her and I'm excited for her to have stability and just, um, he just, they really seem so happy together. So I do like them. And I just, yeah. it's interesting to see them all kind of shift down to like, not down, but they, they've all kind of shifted their relationships to things that are more like simple and relationship focused, not these big, huge, grandeur things. Mm-hmm. Like when Kim was like, yeah, I mean, he like Kanye does all these elaborate, amazing things for me, but I just like want someone that'll like wake up and go to the gym with me in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that can just do the little things. Um, and I think people could say what they want about the Kardashians, but like they are, I feel like their family truly does come first. Yes. Like, and I think like their kids, like, I think that they're all really amazing mothers and that like shows through like how every time they talk about their children, like, I feel like how good of mothers they are, like show shines through, you know, and like their family, their family is so solid. And I think that they really do kind of, um, like they really prioritize family and stuff, which makes it so funny to me that they get so much hate about from a lot of, you know, like I don't want to say conservative people because that's not really what I'm trying to convey, but people that are like, we want American values. We want these American values, whatever. And then they hate the Kardashians so much. But I'm like, but really, what are they promoting? Family? Yeah. Marriage? Having children? I think that people who don't watch the show trash it. I think if you watch the show and you see what's happening, it's hard to hate. It's Mm -hmm. You might be bored. Some people might be bored and not interested, but I'm like, they are family oriented. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They are raising children and they really care about and prioritize their children. They really do. And so I just think it's like, they deal with more complexities than we could even understand and trying to do that in the public eye with so many people hating them and giving them no credit for what they've built and all this stuff. But I'm like, what they're doing is really hard. It's very, mm-hmm. very fascinating. And I, I love to see it. I really do. I love following their family. I'm very interested in what the next like 10 years is going to look like as their kids grow up and their kids start doing cool things. Like it's a powerful family and I, they're not perfect. They've made a lot of mistakes, like every single human on earth does, but overall, I'm like, they have a kind of magic that people want to be a part of. Amen. Yeah. I feel like the encompassing thought is like, obviously, yes, very privileged and they've made mistakes and they've done a lot of bad things, but also like they have done a lot of good. The things that Kim has done for like criminal justice reform as somebody who's like not actually in politics, the things that she's been able to accomplish as like not a politician has been incredible. And like Chloe on this last episode, she was talking about how her company, Good American was the first company that would show three different size ranges, like three different models of like different body types on um, like on their websites. Like she says, like we were the first company to do that. And then everybody kind of followed suit. Now that's like kind of the norm. Like you go on Nordstrom.com or whatever. And then you see like the three different kinds of body types. And she says, people were not doing that before Good American. Like, I mean, of course, again, not without fault. They're not saints. They're not amazing, but they add a lot to our culture. And if you could just consume it, 
and take it for what it is, which is fun and kind of admire these amazing women who are hardworking and who have been able like to accomplish a lot. Long story short, you don't have to be a Kardashian fan, but I feel like there's so much to appreciate there. Yeah. We're just being a straight If you're not going to be a Kardashian fan, at least don't be a Kardashian hater. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's embarrassing. It just feels like sexist to me too. I'm like, it's just, if these were dudes, we just would not be talking about them the way that people do, you know? 100%. Like, I bet you if we took like the hours in the day that like Kim Kardashian works on all her stuff. And then the hours in the day that like LeBron James works, like for all his stuff, like working out, doing whatever for his basketball games. Yep. The time would be extremely like comparable. Yes. Probably like basically the same, but like he's praised because he works so hard. But then she's like, oh, you're just famous because you had sex. No, like that's not, that's not it. No, yeah. Anyway, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. Always so much fun to talk with a friend. Kardashians, always Kardashians from the closet with a K. And yeah, I just, I love it. So it's always fun to connect. We're both in our closets right now. And Ashley and I were saying that we should call these the Kardashian closet confessions, obviously with, with K's. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. You can find Ashley on Instagram at, at Ashley Rose Reeves and at ba- Body Love Basics. And she's been teasing a bunch of things like samples and stuff that she's getting in. I'm very intrigued by the dress that you just posted yesterday. And I think I took a screenshot of it. Oh, oh my, my gosh, because it's going to be so good. It's gonna I'm be like, so I'm extremely into it. I'm so excited. So anyway, <laughs> you can find her on instagram at, at body love basics and at ashley rose reeves and then you can find us on tiktok at at i just want to chat podcast find us on our facebook group i just want to chat podcast find us on instagram at i just want to chat podcast and awesome. we will see you next week all right thank you hey thanks mary